Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It is October officially, so today's episode is where we're going to introduce this month's theme, which is Relationships Boot Camp. Today, I'm going to talk you through the most important relationship you need to start with, and it's the one with yourself. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 207 how to work on your relationship with yourself. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Hey, thank you so much for being here. And also, did you catch last month's Dear Progressor episode? It aired two days ago, so it can be a little confusing with me saying last month. But our last episode was the Dear Progressor episode for September. I was blown away by the entries that we received there. So I just want to extend a huge thank you to the women who sent in their own voice notes for our Dear Progressor episode. It really means so much to me to hear from you. 
Before we dive into talking about this month's theme and what specific part of it I want to cover today in our episode about your relationship with yourself, I first want to tell you about a really exciting announcement I have for you. November is our third anniversary of the podcast, and I want to go big, really for the first time ever. All month, I'm going to be doing giveaways in November to say thank you, so more on that. But as we head into November even starting, I'm going to announce the celebrations I am hosting once we get to November. On Saturday, November 16th in Salt Lake City, Utah, I'm hosting my final workshop of the year during the day and a big party that night. The workshop is my Rediscover You workshop, How to Progress Toward Finding Yourself. I'm trying to make it a little easier on you mamas, so it will be doing it anyway. Another thing related to that is dancing. I talked about this last month, how I'm starting a dance thing. Now, I'm gonna be really honest with you. I have almost talked myself out of this over and over and over again, but my husband was the one who encouraged me to keep trying because I just thought, you know, it's going to get in the way of our family. There's so many practices, you know, blah, blah, blah. Basically, I was afraid, Um, but I'm doing it anyway. I've joined that troupe that is going to perform up at the temple um, where we live in Oakland um, and LDS Temple during the Christmas uh, season. And because of that, um, one of my goals on the do something list or one of my list items was to take dance classes regularly. Because of this dance group, I'm able to push myself there to attend even once a week as my goal. I've only attended one so far, but I'm going tomorrow night. Um, Books I've read, I'm kind of continuing this trend I started in August on listening to and reading a lot of books. The books I've read are David and Goliath, My Not So Perfect Life, The Art of Gathering, which I highly recommend, The Great Alone, um, The Hiding Place, which I don't know if I mentioned last week. And I also listened to Sweet Girl. This is by Rachel Hollis. I I know everybody knows about her nonfiction books, Girl, Wash Your Face and Girl, Stop Apologizing. I like them okay, but I love her fiction. Her fiction is really good. And they're also free on the Kindle. um, I don't know what they call it. Kindle library. At least they were when I read them. So that's where I'm at with the list so far. Um, I'm trying to think about what's coming up for me. I On my list, I wanted to get a road bike and I'm hoping to be able to do that in October. I've kind of had a goal in mind. If I make enough money on my own with this business, then I can pay for the road bike. So that's what is coming up as well as my hiking club, which I really officially want to start. I got some hiking shoes for it and I've talked to someone who we're gonna start planning together. So now it's time to start. So that's what I've done for my do something and I hope you have your own do some things you are working on as well. You can always share about those on our private Facebook group, or you can share about them in a Dear Progressor episode. Before we talk about developing a better relationship with yourself, let me talk about the theme for this month. It's a little unique because I knew I would not be able to do a relationships boot camp justice in just one month. So when I said it's October's theme, guess what? It's actually October and November's theme. We're going to have two months on how to strengthen the most important relationships of your life. Now, whether you are married or not, have children or not, I know that these two months are going to help you. And I've done my best to cater to different areas, that uh, different seasons of your life you might be in. So don't discount yourself from participating the next two months, especially today. Um, and I'm going to tell you why in a moment, but let me give you a little overview of what you're going to expect. Uh, the first two weeks in October, or of the interviews rather, we are going to be talking about our own relationships with our growing aging parents and in-laws if you have them. 
Two weeks after that, we're going to be talking about relationships with the children in our lives. Then we'll have two weeks on marriage, one week on adult friendships, and then another week on our spiritual relationships, which is actually a part two uh, to follow up with my faith crisis episode that aired one year ago. And a lot of you have asked for this. I just brought it up earlier um, last month and I, I said, hey, on my Instagram stories, do you guys want a part two? And um. There are there have been fewer times where I've gotten more direct messages about that, as well as topics that you want me to cover. So that's coming for you. We will have only one Dear Progressor episode at the end of November in replacement of October. So that way we can spend more time on the material and learning throughout October and November. I would love to hear from you. That was what was so great about September. People sent me their Dear Progressor notes like the first weekend of September. When you think of something, share it. Don't stop. Just share it right away. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the overview. Let's talk about um, one other thing with this. I'm not a therapist, obviously. So this is not me counseling you on, you on how to work on these most important relationships of your life. But I'm in a lucky position where I can have people who are experts come and teach us. So look forward to learning from some of the best therapists coaches, and teachers out there on all things relationships for the next two months. I cannot wait to learn together. Now, while I can't talk uh, as an expert about your own relationships, I can talk about the most important relationship that you really do have, and it's your relationship with yourself. Now, you might know the scripture, cast the beam out of thine own eye first. And this has been on my mind a ton lately. Because it's been the biggest lesson of all the relationships I've had of my life, whether it's with my friends, my kids, my spouse, my in-laws, my parents, my siblings, on and on. This has been the lesson for me. Cast the beam out of thine own eye first. I am naturally a bean counter. I've been this way my whole life. Maybe it's because I was the fifth of seven kids. I don't know. I just seem to always want fairness things to line up right, um, people to get the right amount of things, even if it's attention, uh, reciprocity. I don't know why that word is so hard for me to say. But you know what? I have been learning more and more is I can't worry about the fairness of everything or how other people are even showing up to the table in our relationships. But I can work on myself. I can cast the beam out of mine own eye first. It's human nature to see the weaknesses in others, including the ones that are most important to us and what they can do better in order for our relationships to improve. That's human nature. I do it too. But we don't know the truth, right? The truth is you can't change people. They need to see a need and want to change themselves. You can assist people in changing when they are open to it and ready and willing but you can't change them without that important piece. But you can change yourself. So today, I'm going to start off this two months of a special theme, Relationships Boot Camp, by talking about the three ways you can improve your own relationship with me, myself, and I, but meaning you, yourself, and you. (laughs) That didn't work great, but anyway. So this month's progress plan coincides with it. It's free and it's how you can get into this even more. My goal with the plan is to take what we talk about and make it super applicable in your current life. Make it a 
make it something that you can, well, I already said applicable, but I'm thinking about a Dear Progressor note last month where she said she realized she was obsessed with listening to podcasts, but she wasn't applying anything she was learning. And she decided to be better at that, to listen and apply. That's what I want for you. And that's what this plan is for. So you can find that as well as all the the past ones. If you want to do any of the ones prior to this, go to aboutprogress.com slash progress plan. Again, that's aboutprogress.com slash progress plan to get that. All right, let's talk about the three ways you can improve your relationship with yourself. And there are so many ways, but these are the three that came to mind for me. The first is self-talk. I want you to think about how you talk to yourself internally. And here's the question I'm sure you see coming. Would you ever talk to your best friend the way you talk to yourself. How you talk to yourself matters. Now, I first learned this kind of in a hard way. Well, not kind of, in a really hard way. Let's see, maybe 14, no, 15 years ago, I started therapy for my eating disorders. And that's where my therapist taught me the cognitive triangle of the way you think about yourself or the way you think leads to actions and beliefs, which Oh, maybe I'm mixing this all up. The way you think leads to beliefs, which leads to actions and feelings. So the way you think leads to beliefs and feelings, which leads to actions. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. It took me years to really make sense of this connection. When I first was trying to work on my thoughts, they were racing. They were out of control. They had their own It seemed like they had their own mind of their own and they were just going to do whatever they wanted. It took a lot of time for me to learn how to slow down the thoughts first and then how to stop them and then how to replace them. And in time, I was able to create new pathways in my brain. I read a fantastic book in August called The Power of Habits. I highly recommend it. But what I found so interesting about this was even the habits of how we think and they uncovered the science that showed that these neural pathways we have about thoughts, um, certain thought patterns we have, never go away, but you create new ones that get even more entrenched in your mind that can override the old ones. So what I'm trying to get at here is this takes time. This is one of those things that you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable and building those new pathways and deepening them, kind of digging in and making those even bigger. I kind of think about them as ditches in my mind. Um, So if you want to create a really good ditch, you got to keep digging and keep trying. So this is something that you need to do and how you even think about yourself. As you do that, let me share something that has been really freeing for me. You still need to give yourself space to be human. Have room inside of your mind every day for you to not be perfect in how you even think. That was super frustrating for me the beginning of recovering from my eating disorders. I was mad at myself that I couldn't control my thoughts. I was angry that I could not change them all overnight. And I cannot undo all these patterns, both in thought and in body in terms of what I was doing with them. But as I gave myself more license to be messy at it, to not be good at it, for it to be frustrating and hard and uncomfortable, the easier it got and the more I was able to keep trying. This is one of those things that consistency trumps everything. It's not about how perfectly you execute it. It's how consistently you try. So when you have those negative thoughts show up where you're like, oh, 
You look like a fool. Everybody saw that. That was dumb. You're a terrible mother. You don't know how to do this. You never finish anything. I'm just thinking about all the thoughts we can think about ourselves. And yes, all of those ones are probably things I thought even the last week alone. Um, They might have been something I thought about in five minutes span, though, years ago. But what I'm trying to say is when you have those moments where you recognize, oh, I have that bad thought again about myself, don't beat yourself up about the bad thought. Don't make it even have more power and don't make it mean even more bad things about you just because you recognize you had a bad thought about it. You're human. This is going to take time and effort. And also bad feelings aren't bad. And that's a whole other thing. But I'm just thinking about how you view yourself and talk to yourself. Even as you're working on evolving how you speak to yourself, let yourself be a little human about it and recognize those, but move on, move forward. Keep, keep trying. You are serving nobody by beating yourself over the head all day, every day. So when you see those sad, those bad thoughts about yourself, say sorry to yourself, try harder and move forward. And that's even how you do things. Like maybe you yelled at your kids and man, you've been working hard on that. You can beat yourself up all day about it. You can say sorry. You can try harder and move forward. I'm going to tell you a funny story. In uh, junior high, we had our grades go from seventh to ninth grade. Seventh to eighth grade, I was in leadership and I really wanted to be that. I just wanted to be in the leadership for my school, but I really wanted to be a cheerleader. And I don't know why I had that in my head. Part of it was because I thought, oh, I can show that you don't have to be the super popular girl to be a cheerleader. And because in my school, it was very clicky and you did have to be a very popular person to be a cheerleader. And I was in band. I was not friends with the cool kids. I was not invited to the cool table. I was shunned by friends I had in grade school who were then a part of the cool group. And I wanted to prove everybody wrong. So I tried out to be a cheerleader. I made it. And guess what I found? It was not a good fit for me. I got bullied by the other cheerleaders, bullied by the cool kids in the, in the school. And I learned cheerleading was not for me. The next year as I entered high school, I actually did what might have seemed horrific in terms of the popular uh, uh, guidelines of my school. I joined marching band, which is truly probably the most nerdy, unpopular thing you could do. And that is where I found my own way of cheerleading myself. I decided that what was making me happy was doing something opposite of what was cool. I became my own cheerleader internally and did the things that served me better and made me happier and made me a better person, which was joining Marching Man and finding my people amongst all the weirdos in the school. And I say this with total love because I was one of them. Think about this for your life. You are fighting hard in this game of your life. You might be looking to others about the standards that you need to be, who you need to be in order to be a good person or to be worthy and all of those things. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I want you to worry less about what others think and the standards you need and who you're supposed to be and more about being your own cheerleader for yourself. Maybe this analogy has been stretched too far, but what I want you to do is to be a cheerleader in your mind for yourself. Talk to yourself like you would a friend. Allow room for humanity, messiness, but encourage yourself. Sympathize, inspire, cheer yourself on. You can't rely on others for those things. Yes, it's awesome when you have a cheerleader on your side, but you've got to be your own cheerleader friend because some people are not going to be able to live up to those standards, uh, especially the rest of your life. Become your own cheerleader and work on those thoughts. Let's take a quick break to introduce this month's sponsor. Don't worry, we're going to get to items number two and three to work on your own relationship with yourself. But first, I'm so, so pleased to tell you that this month's sponsor is Promptly Journals. I'm going to admit something to you. I am not naturally a journaler. This has been an all or nothing struggle in my life. I would go years of writing long entries every day. And then when I couldn't keep up with that standard, I would go months and then years without writing anything. Instead of this all or nothing thinking, I have been working hard at something when it comes to journaling. And this month's sponsor helps you do just that. Promptly Journals helps you enjoy journaling again. They provide experience-specific journals, which prompt you to help you document your life, your love story, your kids' lives, even just your day-to-day without the angst that can come with journaling. I really find those prompts helpful as well as the experience-based journaling, meaning if you want a travel journal, a marriage journal, um, and they also have notebooks too. If you if you don't know if you want an experienced one, they have journals for hardships like miscarriages and infertility. More products are also going to be announced very soon, in fact, this month. And that's why I'm excited. They have offered a huge 20% off discount with the affiliate code about progress, one word, all caps. Go to promptlyjournals.com anytime during the month and as often as you want and use that code. Select which products are right for you and use about progress as many times as you want. You can also sign up for the app, which will send you reminders and prompts for journaling. And you can do that directly on the app and print off later on a really, really quality journal. I'm so thrilled to have Promptly Journals on. And if you're listening to this later after October, you can still use that code for 10% off. I'm looking forward to telling you way more about this great company. And I only work with great companies on this podcast. I'm going to tell you more about them all month. And I'm so thrilled to have them on board as a sponsor. My second thing I want you to work on in order to improve your own relationship with yourself is this. You are worth trying on. We talk ourselves out of trying so many things because we qualify ourselves as not worth it. Here's an example for you. A lot of people ask me about podcasting. That's why I started Podcast You because it became a part-time job just to answer these questions alone. But most of the people who ask me about starting podcasting, even if I give them steps A to Z, they never start because they don't think it'll be worth it. Meaning maybe the podcast won't be a raging success right away. Maybe it will never bring in money or they just see all the risk or the time that we'll put into it. And even though it's their dream, they don't say it's worth it because it might not be a success or bring in money. 
oh, that makes me sad. And you know what? If I had had that own thinking with his own podcast, it would have not ever happened or even quit two years in or even two and a half years in. It's only now becoming quote unquote successful or profitable. You are worth trying on. Think about what is on the back burner for you. What things have you been wanting to try, but you think it's not worth it because I will never be successful. Nobody will ever notice. I won't make money from it. Whatever it is, however you are discounting yourself from trying, you are worth trying on, period. Your worth is innate. It doesn't need to have an, a definable outcome or something that props up to show that you were worth it and that you were worth all the effort. You are worth it, period. So will running marathons make you money? Will you ever open a bakery with your hobby and love of making cookies? Will you be on magazines because of your love of learning? Probably not. But girl, you are 100% worth trying on. Let's even talk about this when you look at habit formation. Perhaps you need to get better sleep or eat real meals during the day, which for some reason I am struggling with lately. Ever since I had my fourth kid, I just want to eat different little snacks all day. And it's not really a great habit for me because I like three meals a day kind of thing. All right. And eating real food. I only want to eat granola bars all day and that's not as good for me. Right. So let's think about even habit formations when we know there's a habit we need to work on and we need time to put into that. We need effort. We need to prioritize that. And when we need to prioritize that, that also entails trade-offs, meaning we have to let other things go. Perhaps if you're working on this habit of creating real meals for yourself, that means that you can't keep your house as clean at first. Or um, maybe that means you don't have as much energy to do as much with your kids. I mean, you fill in the blank. There's always going to be trade-offs when we have to prioritize something. I find that we as women, whether you are married with children or not, we prioritize other people's growth, other people's um, needs ahead of our own, which can often be good and something that is worthwhile and worthy when we make the choice to do that. And we are knowingly doing that. But sometimes and oftentimes, the more that we are able to prioritize our own growth, we actually better bless the people around us. So When we have those moments where there's a habit we need to work on, and it's going to come at a little bit of a cost in other ways, because there's always going to be trade-offs when you have to prioritize something until it becomes a habit. It won't be forever. I want you to encourage yourself to try on because you are worth the sacrifice that that might entail. Maybe your family needs to step it up in other ways. Maybe you'll have to ask for help. Maybe you'll even need to let one part of your life go in order to work on a habit you need to but it is worth it and you are worth trying on. I kind of alluded to this in my uh, do something um, segment at the beginning where I told you I almost talked myself out of dancing. (sighs) The reason why I didn't think it was worth it is because I thought it requires three hours every Saturday night, like from four to seven, I am gone, which is a harder time um, in the weekend. It's when your kids are starting to go crazy. Um, And I'm leaving that alone to my husband every Saturday. I'm going to have a lot of dress rehearsals and then performances. And it's been a heavy Monica year. I've said a yes to a lot of things. And in fact, maybe too many things. And I almost talked myself out of it because I thought this isn't worth the time. This is a lot of sacrifice for my family. And yes, I'm not saying that there are seasons in my life 
life where that needs to be acknowledged. But I'm glad that my husband was able to put me in my place here and say, just try one more time before you decide this isn't worth it. And when I went just even this past Saturday and I danced for three hours and I came home feeling more like myself and challenged and sparkly again in ways that I didn't know I was missing and that I talked myself out of needing, I realized, okay, this is something I want to say yes to. And I know even if I'm not going to be the lead anything in this performance and that it's going to require some time away from my family and a sacrifice more and stepping it up with my husband, and he's phenomenal, by the way, um, I, I am worth it. So I want that for yourself. Don't talk yourself out of improving yourself or trying new things. You are worth trying on. The third thing I'm going to talk to you about and the final thing is to practice basic self-care. Last month, we had a great episode that helped me think more about this. This was with Dr. Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. She talked about exhaustion and how it often comes from more than just sleep deprivation. We are depleted in many ways in our lives. And if you think about what you are the most depleted in, you are better able to work on restoration through basic self-care. So that's one thing I would encourage you to start with when you're wondering, well, what does self-care look like for me? Because it looks different for everybody. Sometimes there are women who will get a lot out of getting their nails painted, and that will be an amazing piece of self-care for them. Whereas others, that will not do a thing for them. Um, Maybe some need to get more out there and being social. For me, I require more quiet to get restored, not more social, um, association. I don't even know how to say this, not more socializing. There we go. I need less of it most of the time. In order for you to think about what basic self-care is going to help you, you need to analyze where am I depleted and then how can I restore that? And I would listen to that episode last month with Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith to get some ideas on that. And she has a quiz for you that's free too, for you to realize where are you depleted in your life. Here's another way I would think about basic self-care. We had an episode earlier this year with Miranda Anderson, and I love her podcast, by the way. That's just a free plug on Live Free Creative Podcast. It's great. She said something in that episode of a speech she heard at a blogger conference where the speaker said, do more of what you like and how that changed her life. Think about that for basic self-care. Even if you're doing more things you like, that's self-care. It doesn't Self-care does not need to mean that you are treating yourself, that you're just buying whatever you want. You're going and gorging on food or you're Netflixing, binging or anything like that. It's even thinking about things that you like to do. Maybe you like to journal. Maybe you like to create art. Maybe you like to bake or cook or go on walks outside. Maybe you like to organize. Do more of what you like. That is self-care. And it can be that simple. When you work on the self-care piece, you're able to get touch in, into who you really are. What makes you sparkle inside? And I don't know why I'm saying that throughout this episode. But yeah, get in touch with that sparkle, girl, because that is your life. That's what adds the energy you need to get through the day-to-day, the hard that is part of the worthy life of living. Every day is hard. There's a lot to do. We have a lot of burdens, a lot of of things that require our attention and a lot of things to prioritize that are good and valuable and how we want to live and, and show up to our lives. We don't need to abandon those things, but we can give ourselves more energy with basic self-care so that we're able to show up better in our lives, whether it's our careers, whether it's with our relationships, which is what we're going to talk about the next two months, our spirituality or whatever it is. If you're not having the basic self-care you need to get the energy, 
you're not going to get there in a sustainable way. You're not going to be able to keep it going. So if you want your life to get better, even your other relationships, work on your self-care. Now, before I let you go, I am going to encourage you to go to the progress plan for this month because I also want you to think about what is missing in your relationships right now. I want you to be able to think about what relationships do I need to prioritize? Uh, What is missing in my relationships? Am I missing adventure and fun? Am I missing compassion? Am I missing connection? Am I missing patience? Think about the most needful relationships you have right now and prioritize which of those do need to take some more focus this month. And I'm hoping the next two months, rather, not just this month, will give you some information and guidance and resources to help you improve those relationships. But before you go into it, I do think it's important to do a little preemptive planning there. Come into these episodes with knowing what you want to work on, who you want to work on with, and why. And with that, thinking about what's missing. That was one of my big goals for 2019 is to work on um, how I was navigating my marriage and with my kids. And it's been messy, friends. It's been a lot of work. It hasn't been easy or straightforward. Um, It's been uncomfortable, all of the above. But because I prioritized knowing that I need to work on these relationships, I was able to better do that. And what I prioritized was thinking about what was missing. And there was connection missing. There was some compassion missing and adventure. And so we've been slowly trying to integrate that in our home, both within my marriage and with the kids. And bit by bit, I'm seeing improvements. And I know with time, because consistency trumps all, that those are going to add up to something really, really awesome. Okay, so go and print off that progress plan. You can get it at aboutprogress.com slash progress plan. And when you sign up, you get it every month there on after, which is really, really great. And since this actual episode was more focused on your relationship with yourself, I just want to end on this note. I can't guarantee that working on yourself will heal all the things that are wrong with the other relationships in your life. But I can guarantee that'll help you heal in the spite of what you're facing in your relationships. A lot of us deal with heartbreak, whether it's with an old friend we had or how expectations are not met with in-laws or maybe uh, your own siblings or your own parents or your marriage relationship, it goes on. We have things we need to heal from. I can't guarantee that you will be able to heal all these relationships in your life, but I can tell you that when you work on yourself and your own relationship with yourself, you can heal in spite of whatever you are facing within the relationships. Even if they don't get better in certain ways, you can still heal in spite of them. That's what I want you to know and believe as we move into the next two months of a relationships boot camp for you. I want to thank you so much for being here. I hope this episode gave you a hug and a kick in the pants that you needed to grow. I love talking about that and I don't know if you get it, but I hope you do. I want you to feel loved and I also want you to feel motivated. That's basically it. Make sure that you share what you've learned about relationships, both from the podcast and from your own life by sending us a voice note for our Dear Progressor episode, which you can find out how to do by going to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. Join our private Facebook group page, um, which is linked for you in the show notes. That's it for today, friends. Keep growing and remember life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.